Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is VSIN Tonight with veteran handicappers Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, Jim Harbaugh is making the jump. Back to the NFL. We got college basketball betting action tonight. Golf at Torrey Pines. NBA. Action-packed show for you tonight here on the big show on VSEN tonight. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Wes Reynolds, Matt Humans, and uh, Jim Harbaugh headed to the Chargers. I think this is a move that Dean Spanos, the owner of the Chargers, had to make. He has uh, got a cheap reputation. He's playing second fiddle. To the Rams in their stadium in L.A., they just won a Super Bowl two years ago, and he has hired clown after clown after clown as head coach. And now the Chargers are going to get serious, Wes Reynolds. Do you, lo- do you like this hire? Do you love it? No, I, I think it's a solid hire uh, for, the, for the Chargers. I think Jim Harbaugh has been wanting to get back into the NFL, and what a better time to leave when you restore your alma mater to prominence and they win a national championship. So, yeah, this, this was the timing, I think. Uh, and I'm guessing he's going to have a lot more personnel control, too, because not only Brandon Staley was let go, but Tom Telesco let go. Now Tom Telesco is going to be right here in Las Vegas as the uh, Raiders GM, but that's another topic. Uh, so, yeah, look, I think this makes sense. And and the Chargers are still pretty new to L.A., not necessarily new to Southern California. Your counterpart has already won a Super Bowl. And if you want to get some relevance in that very crowded L.A. sports scene, I think you got to make a splash. This might be the splash they need at head coach, but they're going to need to do a lot of roster construction with this team, too, because they've got a lot of free agents uh Austin Eckler, very notable as a as a free agent. A lot of guys on that defense. I think that defense basically is going to have to be rebuilt anyway because now you're going to have a new scheme, presumably, with the new coordinator. And they haven't been able to stop the run, uh, I know, for many years out there with the uh, Chargers. So that's where they got to go, I think, at least first. Yeah, I don't know how quick the fix is going to be with the Chargers, with Jim Harbaugh, because this team's backed up against the salary cap and uh... – like you said, need to rebuild the defense. But Har- Harbaugh is not a patient guy. He's not going to come in and say, hey, this is a three-year rebuild. He's going to want to win right. right away. He's going to try to rebuild and win as quickly as possible. Um, but I would not run out and bet Super Bowl futures on the Chargers uh, right now because Jim Harbaugh was hired. I no. think you've got to be a l- show a little patience here. Now, he went to three straight NFC championship games as a coach of the 49ers. You know, it takes, a, it takes a little time to build this thing up and uh, give Harbaugh a year, and I think you're going to have a serious contender in the Chargers. Yeah, yeah, I, I would think so. So, look, uh, you know, the Chargers finally did something different, though. They actually yeah. went after a big name. This wasn't, nice. you know, going after a coordinator. This wasn't uh, uh, who were some of the coaches they've had. Brandon Staley, uh, Mike Riley, Anthony Lynn. Anthony Lynn. So, yeah, this is at least showing – hey, we're a little bit serious. And, uh, you know, the rumor today was that Jim Harbaugh was scheduled to have another interview with Atlanta, and the the Spanoses apparently did not let him off the property today. Harbaugh's a former Chargers quarterback. He did not want to go to the Falcons. Right. 
But the Spanos did the right thing, finally, and uh, struck the deal with Harbaugh, and now it's done. And I love it. I, I actually think, you look at the AFC West, the Raiders got Antonio Pierce, and they're going to restructure uh, their front office. Broncos hired Sean Payton last year. The Chiefs are going to be a superpower as long as Patrick Mahomes is around with Andy Reid. And uh, this is what it's going to take to compete in the AFC West. The Chargers can't just uh, sit back and uh, hire some unproven coordinator and think, well, let's see in two or three years if this works out. Mm-hmm. You've got to try to win now in the NFL. And uh, I, I think this is a – and most people will say the same thing. This is a bold move, but it's the move the Chargers had to make. So. Yeah, I, I, I think so. And, and look, uh, you know, you have a very – uh, a lot of change within that AFC West because the one constant has been the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, who are now in their sixth straight AFC championship game this weekend. Uh, Raiders' new coach, Chargers' new coach, Denver a second-year coach. So uh, everybody uh, trying to keep up with Mahomes, Reed, and Kelsey and company. You know, if you look at the Chargers, let's talk about this just for a minute and their win total uh, for next season. You think eight and a half is a realistic number, or should it be higher? Nine and a half, nine. I think eight, eight and a half. half. I think eight and a half is probably split in the middle. I think that that's yeah. probably right because we, you know you have a great quarterback, but what do you have around him? And you know what what's the schedule going to be like? Uh, you know that you're not the favorite certainly in the division. Uh, I thought Denver did at least show improvement this year, and the Raiders certainly in the second half of the season showed improvement. So right now. The Chargers, it wouldn't surprise me if a lot of people would pick them fourth in the AFC West next year. Yeah, we'll take a look at the Chargers schedule and uh, dig a little deeper into the Harbaugh Chargers debut season uh, later in the show. Right now, let's catch up on what's happening in hoops and uh, college hoops specifically, Wes. Uh, we are are we going to overtime in Iowa City between Maryland and Iowa? Uh, I am uh, looking that up actually uh, right now. and uh, Actually, we are not. As Maryland looks like they have the win, 69-67. to 67. Uh, Nice road win for the Terps. Remember, this team couldn't win at all last year away from the Xfinity Center. They've already won at Illinois, and now they win at Iowa. Not a very good Maryland team either, but it's a great player in Jameer Young for the Terps, and he hit the shot to put Maryland up too late. I'm not sure who hit the game winner. Uh, we missed it there, but the Terps win 69-67. That's a loss that the Iowa Hawkeyes could not afford to take. We've got a really good game going on in the SEC right now. This one might be some pro plays today. Alabama minus three against Auburn. Awkward start to this game with the lights going out in mm-hmm. the arena in Tuscaloosa. Alabama went on a big run to go up 44-30 at halftime. Now the uh, Auburn Tigers trying to fight back. Yeah, Auburn's 7-0 run yeah. to uh, start the half. Timeout on the floor. I did the same. I laid the money line uh, on the uh, on the tide here. I thought it was already kind of baked in that Auburn's got the double revenge, obviously lost both games last year. And I was talking about this on a radio spot earlier today. Look, Alabama has gone through the gauntlet in terms of the non-conference schedule. And while I do think Auburn is for real and they are legit very good, they've kind of had the easy part of the SEC schedule, at least early on. They haven't had to play the Kentuckys. They had not had to play the Tennessees. You know, they haven't had to play, obviously, at Alabama. And, and uh, you know, when you're feeding on LSU and Vanderbilt and, uh, and Ole Miss and Arkansas, we look like they're at very much at the bottom of the conference. All of a sudden, you get a test. So, uh, Alabama right now, 44-39, to 39, though. Wow. They've been outscored 9 nothing 9-0 here. 9 to open the second half for the Tigers. Yeah, Auburn can go on very quick runs. So, I got to think, you got to tell the, your, your guys, if you're NATO, it's, hey, they're going to make a run, guys. And you better be ready for it. And uh, here is the run as we speak. Open the second half. Auburn 9-0 after being down 14 at the half. Okay, Villanova-St. John's in the Big East, 21-13. Johnny's Rick Pitino laying a laying three and a half tonight uh, to Nova and an early lead for the Johnnies. This game's about to tip off in the Big Ten. Illinois and Northwestern and the Illini with Terrence Shannon back. Again, he's averaging about 21 points a game. NBA first-round pick. He has been reinstated, and the Illini are going to close four-point favorites at DraftKings. Yeah, I got a bad number here. I took three and a half uh, uh, with the Wildcats. Uh, It looks like it might be moving toward three, and I took three and a half, and then it goes back to four four today. Right. So, uh, yeah, we're about about to get underway. I know Illinois absolutely crushed these guys by 30 a couple weeks ago, but... 
This has been this has been a tough uh, road environment for teams to get win uh, there at uh, Welsh Ryan. Uh, certainly, Purdue uh, hasn't been able to do it the last couple years. So uh, Illinois has uh, Northwestern wearing the uh, the uh, light blue and red uh, Chicago flag theme uniforms tonight in uh, Welsh Ryan. Hopefully, like, hopefully, that's a good omen. I don't like those uniforms. Come on, these are the purple cats. Tonight they're the light blue and uh, and and red and white cats ah, as uh, we are about like to get those. ready to be tipped that's off. That's not a bad sign. About ready to tip off at uh, Welsh Ryan Arena in Evanston. Uh, also tonight, Marquette and DePaul tipping off in Chicago. And that just tipped with Marquette and an 18-point road favorite. I'm going to talk about a dark horse coaching candidate for the Blue Demons uh, later in the show tonight. West Arkansas and Mississippi underway in Oxford. And Ole Miss closed an 8.5-point favorite. That's Eric Musselman against Chris Beard tonight. Yeah, this got a lot of movement today. There must have been an injury because this, I think, opened four yeah. uh, in the overnight. I, I did not bet it because, uh, look, I'm still a little bit unsure about Ole Miss. Uh, you know, they just stepped up in competition over the weekend and got absolutely smacked by Auburn. So uh, uh, these are two teams I'm still personally uh, trying to figure out a little bit, so I stayed away. You have a final in the Big East, Providence, a two-and-a-half-point dog at Seton Hall. Friars take down the Pirates 67-63, to and Seton Hall's got some big wins, uh, but that's a home loss tonight for the Pirates. Yeah, Kadari Richmond uh, uh, did not go, and that's when I uh, uh, jumped in on Providence. Uh, had to hang on, though, late as uh, uh, Seton Hall did make a run, but two losses in a row at home for the Hall. One more final. The, the hosts of the show previous to us, Mike Palm and Tim Murray, very disappointed as they walked out of here because the Notre Dame Fighting Irish took another loss tonight. Four-and-a-half-point dogs. DraftKings closed that number four and a half, and Miami beats Notre Dame in South Bend, seventy-three to sixty. Yeah, it took a little while for Miami to get away uh, in the second half, but they finally did. Seventy-three, sixty-one. Canes, uh, five and a half point favorite. Uh, get the money. Under gets the money as well. We got some NBA to talk about on the show tonight as well. This is one of the rare nights, Wes, where the Detroit Pistons, believe it or not, the Pistons actually favored in a game. They're attracting money. And we got a tight one late in the fourth quarter in Detroit. Yeah, 108 to 106 right now. Uh, Jalen Duran has just put the uh, the uh, Pistons on top. And yeah, this is a rare favorite spot uh, for these guys. So uh, 108 to 106. And look, Charlotte. Charlotte's just 10 and 31. Now, that's a lot better than 4 and 39. But this is not a very good team, and uh, they are going to be uh, fighting to the finish up in the Motor City. All right, more NBA after the break. More college hoops. And also on tonight's show, the Canadian kid, Ian Cameron, will join us in hour number two with his best bets for the NFL playoffs. And the final hour tonight, Bruce Marshall, a Vegas insider in CBS Sportsline. Bruce is going to talk college hoops and uh, NFL playoff best bets. So Ian Cameron, Bruce Marshall on the big show. Quick break, back here with more basketball betting action right after the break. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You know, watch Creighton. They fight, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Dirk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? see the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. 
the all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, you can put the VSIN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with a VSIN Pro subscription. Sign up on an annual subscription. It gets your first year for only $199. Use promo code tonight. Get access to everything on our brand new VSIN.com website. Remember to use promo code tonight to get your first year of VSIM Pro access for only $199. VSIN.com slash subscribe. Wes, we are tracking a total in the NBA, which is rare for me, but our buddy Doug Kazarian, former ESPN betting analyst and uh, now with only players in the Wager Watch TV show. Doug was texting us today about this Minnesota Washington under. And uh, hopefully it stays under the total. And you yeah. can talk about the theory behind this play. Yeah, right now, uh, 108 to 99, about four minutes left to go in our nation's capital, Minnesota. What's that? Yeah. It'll be a close call. Yeah, yeah. Minnesota uh, leading uh, right now 225 and a half as a live total. I have under 229 and a half, as I believe you do as well. And look, the theory behind this is that Minnesota. Bad defense the other night. Chris Finch, the coach, called him out after the game because, of course, we were we were monitoring it that night with uh, Carl Towns uh, getting the 60-plus point game, and it seemed like Minnesota was kind of like forcing the issue, right? They were trying to get Carl Towns. It's like, oh, man, we know how many points this guy's got, so we're trying to get him the ball, and that ended up costing him in the game, and they lost at home to a bad Charlotte team. This is a Minnesota team that's near the top of the Western Conference, and they, got, and they lost at home as double-digit favorites to Charlotte. Uh, who obviously has uh, got their hands full with Detroit. They're down 111-106, 28 seconds left to go. But, yeah, it certainly made sense. Now, Washington is a bad defense. They're 7-35. and 35. I mean, they're, they're, they're terrible. So, uh, you look, uh, Minnesota and Edwards, if you played his points over, good on you. That was a good handicap. I was talking about that earlier today, and I didn't end up doing it. 31 points because it figured, like, okay, they're going to get Ant-Man involved. Because he kind of took a subservient role when Carl Towns was going off. Carl Towns, by the way, Cat has 27 tonight. So 108 to 99, 358 left to go. We just need to keep this out of any type of foul territory. I think the in game under is actually 231. So yeah, uh, it is. Uh, we did have we did have one big quarter in this game, a 62 point quarter in the second. Slow in the third, though, only 52 points. But right now, already 39 in the fourth, uh, 358 to go. It's never easy. No, it isn't. I knew it wasn't going to be easy when we bet this total, and that's the first NBA total I bet in quite a while. But Minnesota, we, we have one team that's a, a bad defense in Washington and one team that's a very good defense with the Timberwolves. Doug also bet, I think the adjusted total on the Pistons wins for the season under 9.5. He's going to be in trouble on that bet because if the Pistons hold on to win tonight, they're going to be 5-39. and 39. Mm-hmm. There's a surge by the Pistons here. Well, and, and, and here's the thing, you know, second half of the season, you are going to get some of these teams that are in playoff positioning that are going to sit some guys out. No question. Like, you know, when they get Milwaukee, they might get Greek Freak sitting out or Damian Lillard sitting out, uh, Boston sitting guys, Philadelphia certainly, you know, sits Embiid his fair share. So they're going to get some of these playoff teams that are going to be, you know, trying to rest guys and save their legs for the playoffs. So that's when Detroit maybe could take advantage. And sometimes you get these teams that they're out of it 
And all of a sudden, they'll put together a couple few wins in a row. Not a few wins, probably too much for Detroit. But, I mean, two or three, you know, that's a winning streak uh, up, there in, up there in Detroit. And, and I could see that happening uh, second half of the season. Take a look at this graphic from uh, DraftKings today. Went out on the DK Sportsbook Twitter feed. Pistons minus two and a half is the most bet spread by wagering handle tonight. The Pistons 0-5 against the spread as favorites this season. Now, in that photo, you see Cunningham, their leading scorer. Wes, he is not playing tonight. No, he did not play. He was actually a late scratch, uh, which uh, certainly would worry Pistons backers. Uh, uh, Bogdanovich has 34 uh, tonight, so uh, Pistons look like they are going to the line and uh, up five, this looks pretty darn good that the Pistons are going to get win number five on the season. Bogdanovich is the uh, team's number two scorer behind Cade Cunningham, and it does look like the Pistons are going to get the win tonight without their leading scorer. How about mm-hmm. that? Cunningham averaging 22.8 per game. Pistons favored, and they're going to get the win tonight. Are they going to get the cover? That's still up in the up in the air. Yes. What do we got? 20 is it 27 seconds? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Uh, 112 to uh, 106. Quick mention of the uh, Phoenix Dallas game because uh, DraftKings actually had an interesting uh, tweet too about the uh, total points by Luka Doncic in this game. So Dallas right now, I believe, up 40 to 26 mm-hmm. with uh, 10 minutes to go in the first half. Phoenix closed a two-and-a-half-point favorite at Dallas tonight. Luka Doncic's last five games for Dallas, 33, 33, 31, 34, and 41 points is over 33-and-a-half points, the most bet player prop for tonight. Yeah, and it got adjusted, by the way, up to like 36-and-a-half, 37, because uh, Kyrie Irving was a scratch uh, tonight. So uh, 43 to 30 right now, 920 left to go in the second quarter. Luka already with 12 points. Okay, so that uh, player prop is better from 33 and a half to 36. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that they the, they adjusted it. You have to adjust it with no Kyrie, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, where do we stand on scores? Are we going to get updates here? Yeah, uh, I am uh, looking as we speak right now. Uh, Pistons are going to get the win. 113-106. We do have a final score there in Detroit. Uh, Minnesota and Washington. Minnesota heading the line. Uh, three forty-one, actually three twenty-six left to go. Now one oh nine. Don't need points to ninety-nine. No, we do not. Uh, Memphis at the end of three quarters, uh, leading Miami eighty-two to sixty-eight. Uh, reminder: Terry Rozier, who did come off the bench. Rozier actually just got traded from the Hornets uh, to Miami. So uh, Miami felt they needed some help at point guard. Uh, Terry Rozier maybe could provide that. He did come off the bench tonight, but Miami down eighty-two to sixty-eight in the third. Uh, just starting the third in Houston, sixty-three to fifty-nine. Uh, Houston over Portland. Milwaukee seventy-one to sixty over the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, we're uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Is Doc on the sidelines tonight, or has he even signed the deal yet? I don't think he's signed the deal yet, has he? Yeah, I don't think so. So the Bucks closed seven-point home favorites to DraftKings after you make the coaching change, and Adrian Griffin is out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would think, well, maybe the Bucks are going to be play on tonight. I didn't do anything with this game, did you? Uh, just a couple player props, but right now it is Joe Prunty yeah. uh, who is the interim coach. Prunty, by the way, a very good X's and O's guy. He's been a long-time good NBA assistant. Uh, but uh, he may have a new boss here shortly. Joe Prunty? Yes. Is a uh, Cal Poly graduate. Mm-hmm. You know that? He's a real yeah. good X's and O's guru. There's a reason why he's been on a bunch of different staffs. And look, you got to move around in the NBA because, as we know, you're, you're, you're hired to get fired uh, as a head coach. So uh, you maintain a lot of stops. You and I were talking about this. I don't feel sorry for Adrian Griffin at all. He, he was 30 and 13. He got fired, and a lot of people were saying, how can you fire a guy yeah. with that record? He'll well, get another chance. He's going to get another chance, and he's also getting paid. He's getting paid. Not a lot of people lose their jobs and get paid the amount of money this guy's going to get paid to walk. And, uh, by the way, I read some of the stories about what was going on behind the scenes mm-hmm. with that Bucks team, and uh, I can understand now why he was ousted. There was some personality clashes and a yeah. lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. Well, well, we know, uh, you know, Giannis going to call the shots on 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 that, and uh, uh, he was never quite happy. That's why there was the rumor, okay, he's probably not going to resign because Darvin Ham was his boy. 
and Darvin Ham uh, left and then went to take the Lakers job, and now there may be a certain superstar trying to get him ousted uh, from there, depending on uh, what sources you read. But, uh, yeah, Milwaukee uh, uh, up big, though, on Cleveland, 77-62. to 62. You know, Cleveland has been relatively shorthanded without Garland, uh, uh, without um, the Mobleys. Uh, tonight, but uh, 77 to 62, Giannis 23 and 11 already for the Bucks. All right, quick take on these uh, two NBA games that are going to start later. OKC at San Antonio, Thunder laying nine, total of uh, 241. That's DraftKings number in West. Also tonight, Atlanta, Golden State Warriors back on the floor after the death of their assistant coach recently. And uh, Golden State is minus six. 235 is the total. Yeah, I thought about laying Oklahoma City here. It's the Spurs back off that long road trip. That first game home, usually a really tough spot. Uh, uh, but I believe we are going to get the uh, – I haven't seen the lineups yet. I believe we are going to get the two top choices for Rookie of the Year battling tonight, Chet Holmgren against Victor Wembenyama. So that's at least a little bit of an intrigue on that game involving a team that is 8-35 and in San Antonio. Meanwhile, Atlanta Golden State. Only thing I did with this was uh, uh, DeJounte Murray over his rebounds and assists prop because Trey Young is still out with that concussion. So DeJounte Murray now has to be the initiator of the offense. And, uh, you know, he's been going over these props a lot lately. So that's the name of the game with like NBA props. You got to really look at usage rates. 2.30 to go. And uh, Washington T Wolves lead the Wizards 109 to 102. Let's keep this under yeah. 229. I'm on the edge of my seat here. Yeah, I know. Let's 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 run the clock here. We just talked for 10 straight minutes about the association. We have is, is that, that is that a record yeah. for you on this program? Well, we have not done that on this show for a long time. All right, quick break. We come back. Back to the NFL and college hoops on VSIN tonight. This is VSIN tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you've not done it already, check out the new VSIN.com. Got plenty of NFL playoff coverage up there and um, Wes Reynolds golf column. We're going to update the uh, Tory Pines tournament later this hour. Check out the new vcin.com today. You can find show replays up there. You can watch the live stream. And uh, all your favorite columnists have links up there on the website. All right, Wes, let's get to the NFL. 49ers coach Kyle Shanahan said today the Debo Samuel, do-it-all wide receiver, uh, did not practice today. But, quote, he feels better. Still up in the air on his status for Sunday. Uh, if you're want to bet the 49ers. Are you concerned about uh, Debo and his status? And how important is that to you before you put that bet in this week? Well, I think it's got to be important because he was going to be a huge part of the game plan last week and then hurt his shoulder uh, right away, the same shoulder he injured uh, earlier in the season where he missed two games. And look, they were going to use him, uh, you know, not only in the passing game, especially uh, over the middle, but they were going to use him in the run game too because look, you would ideally, even though you're willing to let Christian McCaffrey touch the ball 30 times, ideally you would want to split that load a little bit for a guy that's been pretty injury prone in his career being McCaffrey. So, yeah, I, I think that that's important, but, you know, and th there hadn't been much reaction yet on, on, on the market. It's pretty much seven uh, uh, market-wide. There are a couple weak sevens out there, seven minus a dollar five, minus a dollar four, dollar three, whatever you have, uh, reduced juice, but... Uh, uh, yeah, no real movement on this game. Uh, there were a couple six and a halves, not very many on Sunday night, Monday morning, but not a ton of movement. Uh, certainly not as much movement as we saw in the uh, Ravens Chiefs. Yeah, we were seeing six and a half here at Circa, but it's seven across the board. DraftKings, Circa, Westgate Superbook, and uh, most other spots. Now San Francisco minus seven against Detroit. That total is not budging off of 51. As far as Debo Samuel, Last week against the Packers, not much of an impact in that game. Before he went out with an injury, he had two catches for 24 yards. 49ers were able to survive against him. But I think when you look at this matchup, uh, Wes, with this Detroit defense and that soft secondary, having Debo Samuel out there is a weapon that's going to make the 49ers so much more dangerous because the Lions have given up a lot of passing yards, and they should again this week, if he's on the field especially. You've yeah. seen the numbers, too. Yards per play with Debo on the field and off the field, he makes a big difference. 
yeah no no question about it so uh you know that's what yeah that's what yeah that, exactly so with with the lions pass defense because we know their run defense pretty darn solid uh so uh what's the difference to... 1.5 yards per play with him uh yes. better with him on the field yes right? yes yeah, so um, you know, certainly you definitely need him, but I I, ex- I expect Kittle to get a, a lot of a heavy dose of George Kittle. I think if the 49ers want to win that game, they certainly will want to do that. But they got a lot of guys that can catch the ball over the middle and make those tough catches. We saw Ayuk oh. make the big tough catch. Great catch by Ayuk. Uh, Jennings. So so they've they've got a pretty good quarter receivers, but uh, as somebody that does like the 49ers in this game, certainly would like to see Debo available. Yeah, it's interesting because you hear a lot of talk about Brock Purdy and how clutch he was in that final drive, and he was. But, man, that catch by Brandon Ayuk, that kept the drive alive and kept the 49ers season alive. Oh, yeah. And uh, he deserves more credit for that. Debo, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, and then Christian McCaffrey, such a weapon. He had seven catches, only 30 yards last week, but seven catches for 30 yards and – 17 carries for 98 yards. If you're uh, looking at props, I think you'd uh, you'd have to have a lot of courage to be betting McCaffrey under this week because uh, I would not want to bet his totals under. No, I, I would not either, even though I, I think maybe he's going to get more of his yardage in the passing game than in the running game this week. All right, so Niners minus seven against the Lions, total of 51. That's where that game stands. And then also take a look here at KC and Baltimore. And the Chiefs got a few injuries. I don't think it's that big a deal. But DraftKings right now at Baltimore minus three and a half. Circus still at minus four. Total of 44 and a half. And um, I don't think we're going to see much movement. So a, a pro better texted me today and said, where do you think this number is going to close? I said, well, probably three and a half across the board. I'm not sure if we're going to see three again. I, I do think there's going to be some Chiefs support show up this weekend. West, but I, I'm not sure this number is going to go back to three. Don't you think three and a half is probably where it closes? Probably. If it does go to three, it's going to be like three minus a dollar thirty or minus a dollar thirty-five or something like that. So uh, I, I don't, I don't think the fours as we get closer to the weekend are going to stick around. So it's like minus two dollars on the money line. I think the Ravens may close like one seventy-five, one eighty on the money line. So Steve Fezzik tweeted this out. On uh, January 21st, what was that, Monday? 21st Monday? E- uh, Sunday. Sunday night. Okay, the markets, Fezzik quote, the markets are still debating whether Baltimore should be minus three or minus three and a half against KC. Current market number is 3.30. I think it closes 3.05. If you like KC plus three and a half minus 110, I think you can play it now. I doubt you see plus three and a half reduced and it could disappear. Uh, I didn't think we were going to see four either. And then mm-hmm. uh, he tweets this. Uh, he's pretty good at predicting number moves. And then we see four. Uh, yeah, yeah that's, that surprised uh, me. Uh, with, uh, you know, Kansas City in, in probably the most high-profile game, certainly of the weekend in the playoffs, the Sunday night primetime game, gets the win at Buffalo. Everybody saw as a, as a viable Super Bowl contender. So, yeah, I thought – I thought maybe you would see a little bit more on Kansas City. Maybe it's coming this weekend, uh, and the number's going to crash down a little bit. But with with everybody talking about, and, and, and not just the betting content space, the general sports media content space are going to be like, Patrick Mahomes is 9-1-1 and as an underdog. You're going to hear that all week long. You know, I, I'm talking for, like, the general, like, NFL Live and, you know, the 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 – non-betting network content that you're going to hear that all week. So I think Baltimore is per- personally the right side. I don't disagree. If you bet Kansas city at three and a half or, or, or a higher, uh, you know, look, you're just, and you even said it the other night, you're just taking the number and that, and that's exactly, uh, you know, w- what you got to do in, in these games. And look, Lamar, for, for uh, his uh, trend, I believe, favored of three or less, or as an underdog, I believe 22-6 and six mm-hmm. against the number for his career. So, you know, that number has been kind of key if you really put a lot of stock into those trends. And, uh, you know, what I always say, don't make the trends your friend necessarily. Make them your acquaintance. I mean, look at them in context. Uh, like I said, Lamar 22-6, and six, favored by three or less as an underdog. Favored by three and a half or more, 22 and 31 against the number is Lamar Jackson. Well, going into last week, he was one and eight against the spread when favored by seven and a half points or more. 
we're talking about that last week before the Texans game. And uh, that didn't mean anything, did it? Right. Yeah, yeah, he got there pretty comfortably uh, on well, Saturday. in the second half. The Ravens did get off to a slow start. Really slow start, tied at 10 at halftime last week. So Jim Harbaugh makes a jump to the NFL, back to the NFL with the Chargers. Take a quick look at their schedule in 2024. The home games, obviously the three AFC West opponents, also home games against the Baltimore Ravens. Brother, duel. Brother versus brother. In L.A. Yeah, and look, uh, that's another reason I think Jim, uh, you know, look, they, yeah, that's they're they're brothers, but they, you know, there's still always a sibling rivalry. I, I think well, there. It's also legacy, it's ego, and it's legacy. Jim yeah. Harbaugh wants to be a coach who won a college champ- national championship and a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And his brothers already won a Super Bowl, and of course, him. against him uh, uh, down there in New Orleans when the lights went out. Uh, and look, his brother may be, have a chance, a really good chance to compete for another one here uh, uh, based on uh, this weekend's results. So, yeah, I think Jim, I-, I just felt that it was almost like time for him to go because he did what he set out to do. He won the national championship there at Michigan, restored his alma mater uh, to, the prom- to prominence, hail to the victors and all that stuff. But... He wanted to kind of get away, I think. I think he maybe got fed up with the NCAA, and uh, he well, may, may, maybe they got fed up with them breaking uh, the rules, yeah, too. But So it works both ways. Yeah, that definitely works both ways. Yes. I don't care if he's fed up with the NCAA. They're he probably was, a little bit perturbed was, with him, was, too. Uh, I'm sure a lot of other coaches are as well. He was uh, might have been breaking some rules. Yes. And there was probably a lot of coaches not so sad to see him gone. Remember, he started doing those camps in, like, different areas? Yes. Home games for the uh, Chargers, aside from the AFC West and the Ravens, also the Bengals, the Saints, the Buccaneers, and the Titans. That's a home schedule for Jim Harbaugh and the Chargers. The road schedule uh, appears to be the Browns, the Steelers, the Falcons. It could be Bill Belichick. Panthers, Patriots, and Cardinals. Not the toughest schedule. That road schedule is easier than the home schedule. And we know the Chargers, in terms of home field advantage, it's one of the lowest in the league. So they've been better on the road, uh, put aside this year, which obviously went awry uh, very late in the season. But they've always been a better road team than a home team, at least in the last several years. That's a fourth-place schedule for the Chargers. And uh, they're going to play eight home games, nine on the road. Jim Harbaugh is uh, first year as coach. All right, quick break. More basketball betting updates. When we come back on the Sports Betting Network. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game winner ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be my my (laughs) game. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. v Tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on v the sports betting network. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs that much better. New players can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code v DraftKings Sportsbook, promo code VSIN. Speaking of uh, NFL playoffs, Bill Belichick's been there a few times, Wes. He is not there now. He's interviewing for head coaching jobs. Do you believe it's the Atlanta Falcons or bust for Belichick? Could he possibly land in Carolina? And why do you think there's not much interest in Belichick in the uh, coaching market? Well, it kind of seems that way, doesn't it? Uh, The fact that... uh... You know, that's the only interview, at least, that, that I know about uh, that, that that he has had or at least has been uh, reported. So does sound like it, it, it might be Atlanta, uh, at least at this standpoint. Now, there's a, a couple other candidates. I think Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator of Detroit Lions. Uh, did Mike Vrabel interview there as well? Uh, Vrabel interviewed with the Falcons and the Seahawks. I think he is interviewing with the Seahawks. Yeah. I, I, I think the Seahawks might be more likely for Mike Vrabel at this standpoint. Yeah, I would think if the Falcons are going to go with an established coach, it seems like they're going to go with Belichick. It's interesting that the Washington Commanders, you and I talked about this a few months ago, I thought Belichick might uh, be an option, viable option for uh, Washington, considering his ties to that area and the new ownership group. But it appears the Commanders really don't want Belichick. And it appears they don't want Eric Bieniemy either. Yeah, we we haven't yeah. really heard very much about the Commanders, have we? Because I would have thought, okay, if Bieniemy's the guy, then he'd have been hired already. I think. I think that would have taken a week after the season for that to be done. So, yeah, we we've we've not heard very much out of Washington. So uh, we'll see if uh, Josh Harris and Magic Johnson and company are uh, trying to make a splash. Uh, with a big name, obviously, you're not going to get a bigger name than Bill Belichick, and it uh, doesn't seem to be a lot there. I'd still think there's a pretty good chance he's going to be the Falcons guy. Mm-hmm. Even though he trolled the Falcons after the Patriots came back from the 28-3 to deficit in Super Bowl 50, wasn't it? Super yes. Yeah. Oh, that'll be forgiven by Arthur Blank. and um, I, I think the Falcons actually be a pretty good landing spot for Belichick if, he, if he's Wants to, I'm sure he doesn't want to take a year off at this point, right? And I, how many jobs are going to be open next year? Who knows? Maybe next year the Eagles, the Cowboys, be a lot of jobs that could open. I did want to throw this out there, too. Vic Fangio has uh, left the Dolphins as defensive coordinator. I think he's one of the best DCs in the business. Uh, it appears he's headed to Philadelphia. Yes. And, yeah, because uh, uh, Sean Desai yeah. got let go, and also Brian Johnson, the offensive coordinator in Philadelphia, gets uh, shown the door today. I'm telling you, if that's the case, I love that move for the Philadelphia defense because Fangio is one hell of a D.C. And the, the Miami Dolphins, if you look at the numbers this year, you say, well, he didn't do a whole lot to make that defense better, blah, blah, blah. They had a ton of injuries. The Eagles personnel on defense is actually a lot better than what the, than what the Dolphins have. You give Fangio some time to work with that D, I think the Philadelphia defense is going to be much improved. Remember a year ago at this time, Wes, or last summer before the season, all we heard was how how great the the roster, the two deep on the Philadelphia defense was because Howie Roseman's a genius. Right, right, right. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, because Howie Roseman uh, got asked a little bit about Nick Sirianni, you know, making these changes, like that was Nick's decision, you know, is basically uh, what he said. So, uh Philadelphia, once again, replacing both coordinators. Last year, they both went and took head coaching jobs, Steichen and uh, Jonathan Gannon. And now this year, uh, Vic Fangio on the defensive side, and we'll see uh, who gets the offensive coordinator job there in Philly. All right, back to basketball uh, betting updates. And uh, 
We don't have the – we get the Illinois-Northwestern game on TV in here. We don't have that one. Yeah, I think that's on a, on a Big Ten Network as that is now uh, 34 to 32, 25 seconds left to go in the first. This lead's basically gone back and forth uh, uh, between these two teams as Boo Booey is uh, going to hit a layup, and I believe we're going to go in uh, – Tied. Uh, I showed 34-34 on my scoreboard, but the BTN graphic said 34-32. I'd rather go with their graphic. Yeah, you and I both have Northwestern plus three and a half. Yeah, it is 34-32. Okay. Yes. Good. Per per, per my uh, Don Best screen, so we'll go with that. This Alabama-Auburn game is going to go down to the wire. These these are two volatile teams. It's a game of runs. Alabama opened up a 14-point lead at the half, 44-30. Uh, it's down to 67-65, I think, with the tight at the free throw line with about four minutes to go. Johnny Broom with 25-11. and 11. I was saying, he's man, tough tonight. He's, a, he's a first-team All-American. Yeah. I don't know if he's player of the year up there with uh, Edie or Filipowski or those guys, but he's a first-team All-American. If you get four or five bigs, so be it. Because the the big guys have been the best players, and Johnny Broom has been fantastic for this team. So uh, uh, seventy to sixty seven, Alabama. The big kid Grant Nelson going to the line uh, for the uh, tide, and uh, I believe just makes one or two. So seventy to sixty seven, Mark Sears leads Alabama with twenty. And uh, you know we talked about last night how you know. Some coaches, uh, uh, the Indiana coach name Mike Woodson, like, oh, I'm just getting to know my team. Everybody's just getting to know their team. You don't think that... Alabama's just getting know, to know their team? You're not going to let that go. I will you? not let that go because welcome to college basketball in 2024. <laughs> I mean, this isn't like the NBA where usually an, an average team in the NBA, you're going to have like eight or nine guys under contract that are, that are going to be under contract next year. Okay. And then you add a couple in the draft. You might trade a guy or add a guy in free agency or lose a guy in free agency. There's more free agency in college basketball now than there is in and than there is in the NBA. So that's what you're gonna see. You're gonna be seeing these these kids leave and constantly have to replenish. Plus, you have the early entry for the NBA draft. So it's very rare that you're gonna get a situation like Purdue had, where all five starters were back and you know their top two or three bench guys were back. Then you bring in your recruits. Then you bring in a kid like Lance Jones from uh, Southern Illinois from the transfer portal. So. That's just the way it is now, and, and and you may not like it. Look, I don't love everything about it either. I don't like that these, especially for the lower or middle major schools, that get kind of punished. It's like if we take a chance on a guy and we develop a player, then he bails on us to go to a big-time program. But that's the nature of the beast now in college basketball. It's going to be that way going forward, college basketball and college football. Mm-hmm. Those things are not going to be changing. If you don't like it, too bad. you got to adapt to change. Yeah. Uh, Tide going to the free throw line here, 228 to go, 70-68, Alabama over Auburn. One thing, when these teams play again, file this one away. I think uh, think Auburn's going to be a good bet when these teams uh, play the revenge game if Auburn does drop this one. Tigers are only 5 for 25 from three-point range tonight, and Alabama's knocked down 11 threes. And it's a two-point game with two. That, and a half that's the go. difference, and 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 actually one of the reasons. Uh, and look, uh, still two twenty-eight to go. This could go awry, so I don't want this to be famous last words necessarily here. But you kind of looked at what uh, what Auburn has done from the three-point line this year, and you know they make a high volume, and also it's really their three-point defense. They're only allowing twenty-nine point one percent. So those are percentages that you do want to look at because you will get regression. You know, even when a team's shooting 42% from from the three, it can't do that every single night. Very few teams can. So you're going to get that three-point regression offensively and defensively, and you can look at a few different places. I know shot quality uh, uh, talks about that. So you are going to get that, and the regression has been on the defensive end uh, from from three, but uh, Auburn's still hanging in there. This is going to go down to the last one here, 71 to 70. Two minutes left to go down in Tuscaloosa. Pretty impressed with this Auburn team, I got to say. And uh, it's they got 16 wins at this point. All 16 wins by 11 points or more. Yeah, they, they haven't been. And let's see how they – they haven't been in a really close game. Boy, that is a, a – Terrible shot. My goodness. If, 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 you, if you like bad shots, then you should watch Auburn and Alabama. It's hard to watch. Because you're going to have a bunch of them when they play again. A hey, quick mention of uh, four games – 
yet to tip off tonight. We'll just do the one that's going to tip at 7 p.m. Pacific. Utah at Washington State. And uh, Cougars, two-and-a-half-point favorites here at Circa and DraftKings. Three at some other spots. Total of 144 and a half. I like this Utah team too, but a lot uh, of movement on uh, on uh, Washington State. I think uh, some money on Washington. I think State. Uh, Raleigh Worcester uh, doesn't look like he is going to go, or at least he was listed as questionable for Utah. I'm guessing maybe that was part of the reason uh, uh, for the steam on Washington State. Washington State also got beat handily at the Huntsman Center in the first meeting, uh, eighty to fifty-eight. Utah with the win. So you've got a couple guys, uh, Worcester and uh, Lovering that were listed as questionable. Worcester, a usual starter, but he hasn't been there in three games, and they've gone two and one without him. So probably just the spot for Washington State uh, after Utah did sweep the Oregon schools there at the Huntsman Center. Uh, maybe a good spot for the Cougs, but I'm priced out, so I'm going to uh, stay out of this one. Sovereign Alabama game is wild. It's going to give us a heart attack here on, on set. Alabama leads one. by three with a minute to go. And uh, Tide have got the ball. we got two more Mountain West games and a Pac-12 game to talk about in the next hour tonight. Uh, plenty more NFL betting as well. The Sports Betting Network. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today.